here's a story from The World. There are lots of artists who work outside of their home country, but it's not always correct to call them an artist in exile. Yun Feiji is one such artist. He grew up in China but has been based in the U.S. since the 1990s. His style reflects the fact that his feet are in two worlds. Yun Feiji takes the traditional Chinese landscape painting but gives it a contemporary feel. His images are often about the modernization of China and the destruction left in its wake. Yun Feiji joins me from his home in New York. Now, you grew up in China in the 1960s and 70s. It was a turbulent time then. It was the Cultural Revolution. And I read that your mother sent you to study with an officer in the People's Liberation Army. The officer was an illustrator. What was that like? Uh, yes, I grew up in uh, partially in this um, army base, and uh, there was an army officer there putting together this uh, hand-to-hand combat manual. He tutored me to draw figures and still life, and that's how I started. And so one of your early assignments was helping to draw a hand-to-hand combat manual, or, or learning how to draw <laughs> that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And you were ten. You were around ten years old at the time, weren't you? Yeah, eleven, maybe. Yeah, ten, eleven. You know, it was very chaotic because my school was totally not functional because all these years during the Cultural Revolution, like the teachers were in trouble. You know, and the school is almost like halfway shut down. I know you then studied at China's Central Academy of Fine Arts in Beijing. You graduated in 1982. What kind of styles of art did you learn there? Basically. My teachers were all, you know, some of them kind of banished in Xinjiang or Tibet and uh, different areas and digging ditches or do farming work or or factories, not able to make art for about 20 years, you know, because they were young art students, very talented, outspoken. So seeing them come back at that moment, it was really a huge lesson, I think, in the artists of previous generation how they spend their time. A lot of times they couldn't really do the work they wanted to do, but having to basically serving the state for propaganda purposes, you know, I think that really impressed upon me that maybe this environment is, you know, for me as an aspiring artist, at that time, a young person, I really do not want to repeat their experience, you know. And then, you know, I came to the U.S. at age 21 and, um, a few years later, you know, June 4th, Tiananmen Square protest ended very tragically, and uh, I stayed in the U.S. afterwards, you know. So as I understand it, in, in some ways you kind of unlearned what you learned at the Central Academy of Fine Art and embraced more traditional approaches to art. What kind of traditional approaches did you learn? First of all, the calligraphy was very important. So I was interested in calligraphy. is considered like the foundation for ink painting tradition. And I always uh, very much interested in drawing. And so I was, uh, you know, experimenting, working with the traditional brush and things like that. After I came to the U.S., living in Brooklyn, amongst other artists, was struggling at the time, seeing a lot of contemporary art and try to figure out what I wanted to do. Eventually, I decided to kind of embrace the approaches. Like it was kind of like reimagining what contemporary art could be like for me as my own work, like what ink painting, to reimagine ink painting. So I, I feel like that in that area, first of all, there was no one was doing that. And secondly, it was something that I'm, I'm interested in. 
Many of your paintings use ink and watercolor on rice paper and mulberry paper. What is it about that approach that you like? Well, give you an example of, you know, I did a group of work, you know, 2022. I went on a trip to visit this building of the Three Gorges Dam and um, just seeing like about 400 mile radius, huge cities and medium sized ancient towns. And thousands of villages were all kind of taken apart by the residents and farmers and town people getting ready to move to somewhere else. You know, it's this really, in a way, shocking and also really eye-opening for me to see this monumental action and a way of changing landscape, changing our ecology, and how is that affecting common people? So, make me think about. You know, the propaganda says it's all for progress, the sacrifice, the small home for the big home. And yet the people who are least able to pay this sacrifice is high price because they're poor and living in the rural area for the, you know, the public good of the urban development and things really make me think about this idea of time and progress, migration, the idea of um belonging to a place and home. Displacement is a common theme in your work. One of your paintings is called Everything Moved Outside. It was done in 2022. And when I first looked at it, I assumed it was about the pandemic. But it's not. What's it about? It's still a continuation of my exploration of the idea of belonging to a place and the idea of home, migration. And these people are, you know, sort of putting their belongings outside to get ready to move. And the idea of like, you know, rural versus urban, because many of the displaced people have moved, tried to move to the city and try to find work in the city. Basically, they're ending way of life for hundreds of years to start something new. So it's this transition for many people of leaving something behind. And I'm thinking about what you leave behind, what you take with you, and what you might think can be useful for the future, and how to survive and how to use your imagination to kind of recreate yourself in this urban area. Are you also describing yourself in this theme of displacement? I mean, you're an artist who is no longer working in your homeland? Or am I reading too much into that? Well, um, I think the interest that I have with the idea of displacement, I spend a lot of time thinking about belonging in the world, art as a sort of a global citizenship, you know, idea of resistance, the artist's role, how to respond adequately to the challenge of our time. You know, so when I just came to the United States, I was thinking a lot about that, you know, I feel like the history I was taught in China was very, very much like a propaganda to justify the people in power. But I really wanted to understand the history for myself. So I think um, each of these body of work that I have done, you know, the Three Gorges Dam, the displacement work, and the 2008 collapse of financial market in the U.S., 2005 Katrina disaster, and the idea of, you know, rural versus urban development. I feel like, uh, you know, the rural is being kind of like uh, something to hide because everyone is focused on, you know, building the modern city in China. So I feel I wanted to focus on how the rural people coming to the city to work and uh, try to focus my work, my attention to the working people who really make 
the iPhone you buy, the clothes you wear, really uh, all over the world are made by hand by these people from rural China. And I feel they are this invisible entity. Yun Feiji is a Chinese artist who is based in New York. You can see a selection of his work at theworld.org. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you, Carol.